Journey with Panagia, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. As we approach the feast of the falling asleep of the All-Holy Theotokos on August 15, the Greek Orthodox Christian Society brings you Journey with Panagia, a podcast series reflecting on the miraculous life of the Virgin Mary, also known as the Panagia or Theotokos, who Orthodox Christians honour as the bearer of Jesus Christ, enabling God to take human flesh and making Panagia the supreme example of cooperation between God and man. In this edition of the podcast, we are joined by Mr. Socrates Dokos to reflect on Panagia's role in the crucifixion, resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. This is The Journey with Panagia. Dear listeners, the All-Holy Mother of God, Banagia, played a major role in each stage of the earthly life of her Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in his saving work for all humanity. From the moment of his incarnation through to his, his holy birth in Bethlehem, and through to the beginning of his miracles in Cana, Panagia was present, playing an active, central role. Today we will share some thoughts on her role in the awesome and world-saving events at the end of our Lord's earthly life, namely his crucifixion, resurrection and ascension. When our Lord was just 40 days old, according to the evangelist Luke, Panagia and Joseph took him to the temple in Jerusalem for the customary presentation of newborns to the Lord. There, the venerable priest Simeon took the baby Jesus in his arms, blessed God, pronouncing that my eyes have seen your salvation, and turned to Panagia, saying, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Luke chapter 2, verse 34 to 35. This sign which will be spoken against, foretold by the blessed Simeon to Panagia, is none other than the crucifixion of our Lord, which, as Apostle Paul would later write to the Corinthians, is to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 23 to 24. The sword that would pierce through the soul of Panagia, penetrating the very depths of her being, would be her inexpressible grief at seeing her beloved son, the saviour and life of the world, condemned on a cross. St. John of Damascus explains When she saw him put to death as a criminal, the man she knew to be God when she gave birth to him, 
Her heart was torn from maternal compassion, and she was rent by her thoughts as by a sword. Such was the grief of Panagia that, in the sayings of the Desert Fathers, we read the following inspirational account of Abba Pimin, who lived in Egypt in the late 4th and early 5th centuries, as related by Abba Isaac. I was sitting with Abba Pimin one day, and I saw him in ecstasy, and as I was on terms of great freedom of speech with him, I prostrated myself before him and begged him, saying, Tell me where you were. He was forced to answer, and he said, My thought was with Saint Mary, the Mother of God, as she wept by the cross of the Saviour. I wish I could always weep like that. The evangelist Saint John the Theologian relates in his Gospel a moving event that occurred in relation to Panagia at the crucifixion. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour that disciple took her to his own home. John chapter 19 verses 25 to 27. In the last hours of his earthly life, Jesus ensures that his mother will be cared for, giving us an example of the love and compassion we should show our earthly parents and fulfilling the commandment of God, honour your father and mother, which, by the way, as St. Paul reminds the Ephesians, is the first commandment that comes with a promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2 In handing over Panagia to St. John the theologian, the disciple whom he loved, it is as if the Lord gave his mother to all of us, that she would now be our mother, and like St. John, we are to take her into our own home, that is, the home of our heart and soul. But let us return for a moment, dear listeners, to the prophecy St. Simeon gave to Panagia when Jesus was only 40 days old. He told her that this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and that a sword will pierce through your own soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. The sword that would pierce through the soul of Panagia would be a test of her faith, revealing not only the pure and good substance of her heart, but also the hearts of others, that is, their innermost thoughts and attitudes to God. Panagia leads us by her example. Her faith during the crucifixion of her son is the ultimate example throughout our life when we are tested to our limits during our darkest moments. This is the faith St. Paul speaks of when he writes, We know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 And one more thing we should say regarding the prophecy of St. Simeon to Panagia. He says that a sword will pierce through her soul. These words being in the Orthodox study and New King James Bibles. 
However, in Greek, the word used is dialepsete, which in contrast to pierce means to pass through, in the sense of travel through, walk through, or even depart. This is important as the sword would not only pierce the soul of Panagia, but it would also exit. Her grief would be temporary. It would be turned into exceedingly great joy following the resurrection of her Son and our Lord. This is in accordance with Jesus' teaching, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Matthew chapter 5 verse 4 Before we mention Panagia's role in the resurrection of the Lord, we should say that despite the explicit mention by St. John the Evangelist that Panagia was present at the crucifixion, the other evangelists seemingly do not make mention of Panagia's presence. St. Mark, for example, states, There were also women looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Less, and of Joseph and Salome. Mark chapter 15 verse 40. Whilst St. Matthew writes, And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee ministering to him, were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Matthew chapter 27 verses 55 to 56. St. Luke, on the other hand, simply writes, But all his acquaintances and the women who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Luke chapter 23, verse 49. Both evangelists Matthew and Mark speak about a Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, as being present. This Mary, according to many church fathers, is none other than Panagia herself, with James and Joseph being the sons of her betrothed Joseph from his earlier marriage. This James, also referred to as the brother of the Lord, an author of the Catholic or universal epistle of James in the New Testament. St. Matthew writes of Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, in quotes, who came to the tomb and were witnesses to the resurrection of the Lord. Matthew chapter 28 verse 1. St. Gregory Palamas states that this other Mary is Panagia herself. He says, As was right and just, the mother of God was the first person to receive from the Lord the good news of the resurrection, and she saw him risen and had the joy of his divine words before anyone else. She not only beheld him with her eyes and heard him with her ears, but was the first and only person to touch with her hands his most pure feet. If the evangelists do not say all this openly, it is because they do not want to put forward his mother as a witness, lest they give unbelievers grounds for suspicion. Panagia's preeminent role as a witness to the resurrection is also attested by the hymns of our church. For example, the resurrection apolitikio of the plagal second mode states, 
and standing by the sepulchre was Mary, who was seeking your immaculate body. You devastated Hades, not afflicted by it. You went to meet the Virgin and granted eternal life. You resurrected from the dead, O Lord, glory to you. And finally, 40 days after the resurrection, our Lord ascended into heaven in the presence of his holy apostles and disciples. According to church tradition, Panagia was also present at the ascension. Although the evangelists do not make mention of her presence, our orthodox icons show her there with the apostles, with her arms outstretched, occupying a central position in the icon just beneath the ascending Lord. Our church chants the following hymn to Panagia at the Feast of the Ascension. Rejoice, O Theodokos, Mother of Christ God, He whom you conceived, you did magnify today together with the angels as you beheld him ascending from the earth. When the archangel Gabriel first visited Panagia to announce the good news that she would give birth to Jesus, the long-awaited Messiah of the people of God, he told her that he will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Luke chapter 1, verses 32 to 33. The ascension of Christ marks the completion of Christ's glorification, his crowning as the Messiah at the right hand of God, whose kingdom will have no end. It is only fitting that Banagia was present at this final moment of Christ's earthly life to see her son, whom she so loved, be glorified at the right hand of God. Several years later, at her own death or Domitian, her son will in turn take her pure soul to join him. However, she has not abandoned the world, but intercedes to her son on behalf of us all, to her son whom she was present with at all stages of his earthly life. Through the intercessions of your all-holy mother, Saviour, save us. Amen. Thank you.
of my body a virgin, so that I may praise you, O Lady, in God's favor. Now and forever and to the ages of ages, amen. You drive away the assaults of temptations and attacks of the passions, O Virgin. Therefore do we praise you throughout the many we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Journey with Banayia. To keep up to date with the podcast series, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For more Orthodox talks, sermons and podcasts, visit orthodoxjourney.com.